Hey everybody, so it's Friday, December 29th, 2017. Two more days until the new year. Oh my God, I can't believe 2017 is already over. It happened so fast. Um, thanks so much for tuning in to Out Loud. I'm your host, Cassandra with a K, and today we'll be telling my story of what it means to be a black woman in America, a black queer bipolar woman in America. So sit back and enjoy. Also, I would love it if you have any questions or comments to go to my Facebook page, Cassandra with a K, spelled out, and post it there. And, I, and I'll be sure to go back and read your comment and, and respond to your comment. Um, so let's get into it. So I told you what it felt like for me to be a black person in America. Then we had two lovely ladies, Melissa and Shay, come on and share what it meant to be black women in America. Then we had the lovely Dory come on and express to us what it meant to be a black queer woman in America. So today, as I lie at the intersection of all these things, I will share what, what it's like to be bipolar in addition to being black woman and queer. So I was first diagnosed April 20, 2015 when I was a student at Howard University. I never saw it coming. I had what they called a manic episode and I was hospitalized at Presbyterian Hospital for 10 days. That was probably the scariest time of my life. I saw some things that I don't ever wanna see again. Um, I was hallucinating, I was very delusional. A lot of different things were happening um, to me. I was heavily medicated during that time. It was, it was crazy, it was really crazy. Um, and then I was forced, well not forced, but then I had to move back down to South Carolina immediately because that's where my support system was, my family. Um, that was a hard move for me because I was moving back home, not having finished a degree, um, didn't really do anything, not had done anything with my life and I felt like, oh my God, my life is over. But more specifically, I was diagnosed with this disorder that nobody had a clue what it really meant to be bipolar because you can't see bipolar. You can see a person when they have a broken leg and you can help them aid them back to health and get them back up and get them back going. But when you looked at me, you may have seen you may have seen Cassandra with a K, but you couldn't tell that I was having a, a manic episode or being depressed. You couldn't tell that, but like my like I had one of my sisters say, she looked me in my eyes and could tell that I was just kind of absent from my body just by looking at me and she could tell by the way she looked at me. Um, but she didn't know what to do with me. And that was a very hard time for me because I was surrounded by my support system, my family, but they didn't know what to do with me. And so I had to self-educate myself on what it meant to be bipolar. And so as I studied it, I, I found that you have what they call manic episodes and being depressed and in depression. And those are the two polars. Um, and so during an episode, a manic episode, you can have rapid speech, a high sex drive, um, different things like that and then you can have when you're depressed just not wanting to be moved not being motivated to do anything staying in the house long you know just wanting to be isolated from society and things of that nature um and then going through and having these mood swings between the two polars and not being able to control the two um so they put me on different medications and this this that, and a third and i began to feel very zombie like I didn't seem like myself. I wasn't talking to anybody. I kept to myself and I didn't like it at all. And so I became 
angry. I was angry because I didn't know what was going on. I still felt like they had charged me with a crime I did not commit called bipolar. I didn't feel like I fit it. I fit the the suit of what it meant to be a bipolar person because after I had read everything about it, having a high sex drive, rapid speech, I didn't have those things to my knowledge. So I was just kind of like, y'all got the wrong person. And so why am I taking all of this medication? So I had to self-advocate for myself. I had to let the doctors know this medicine is not something that I want, especially with the different side effects and this, that, and the third, all that, all that jazz, I was just not for it. Um, so then I had my very first speak out about being bipolar with um, Latoya McDonald's um, event called Out Loud January 2016. I got the opportunity to share with a couple of people what it meant to be bipolar. And when I tell you this event set me up so well to be able to express myself and to share with the with other people about what it feels like to go through something and not know what it means, but also to feel caged in, but then learning that you need to voice what's going on so you don't be trapped in in your own in your own situation and it gave me so much authority and power over what it meant to be a bipolar or what it meant to have bipolar disorder i was able to encourage other people and inspire some other people to actually start to talk about what they go through and different um mood swings that they may they may have or the different stuff that they may experience or even family members that they think might have a disorder like such and i'll say this i am not um a doctor of any form or anything like that so i'm not speaking on this podcast to try to give advice to to medicate yourself or to self-diagnose yourself but just to let you know that I, as a person who has been who has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, um, this is what I've gone through, and this is how I dealt with it. And so, anyhow, March 2017 rolls around, and I have my second manic episode. Um, and I'll say that not this wasn't worse or better than the first episode. It was just different. And then, uh, yet again, I was hospitalized. I was in New York City, and I was scared. I was very afraid. I didn't know if I was going to be able to come back from this one as quickly as I was able to come back from the first one. But I I had a really great support system in New York where they were able to help me get through it and be able to get back on my feet. But this time around, the thing that was different, it made me realize the value of life. Um, I really started to contemplate the value of life because I wanted to take my own life at a point because I was just like, is life really worth living if I'm going to have to be going back and forth in and out of hospitals, never knowing when the next episode is going to gonna come, if I do something to trigger it because then I had to learn my triggers and this, that, and the third and learning that stress is a big trigger for me. Like what's going to happen next? Um, and so I learned that life is is to be valued, um, but also to be, um, what's the word, um, reflected upon and making sure that you are taking the time to be diligent with yourself and to make sure you know you learn yourself because this is this this is something that this disorder has taught me is to take the time to learn about myself and to understand what it is that I go through as a person and how I can regulate my my moods throughout each day though though this disorder has been somewhat scary for me it's like I said taught me a lot 
And so now after having the different cocktails of medicines and the different doctors that I've seen, I've realized now that the doctors weren't there to fight me or to or on the opposing side of this disorder for me, but they were actually there to support me and to help me get through this. I hated taking medicine. I don't like medication. But one thing that I learned is that that medicine is there to help regulate my mind, help regulate my brain. The thing that I learned about this disorder is that it's a chemical imbalance in the brain. Something that I cannot see. Something that you do not, that, that is not pulled up on a CAT scan. You can't see it. Um, it is just what it is. And so I can't fight that on my own. And that's something that I tried to do for a very long time before I had my second manic episode. I had stopped taking my medicine and I was trying to fight this, this disorder on my own terms. And I thought that I was doing it because I was doing it well. I didn't feel any different. But when the stress came, there was nothing that I could do about it because, or I didn't even know how to deal with it and go through with it because I didn't think it, I didn't think there was nothing wrong with me. But learning now that with this chemical imbalance, I need the support of family, friends, and the medication to get myself through these different things. Um, so now that I mean, that's pretty much my experience. That's been my experience with being bipolar. But the thing that I want to charge the community with, and more specifically the black community, because, and, and the reason why I want to charge the black community more specifically is because as a community, we don't talk about the things that we go through. And we don't, and we are very reluctant to seek counsel. And I think that that is probably the, the most detrimental thing that we could ever do as a community is keep silent and being silent about the things that we go through. Um, I know that we, we should have our privacy and things should be private, but when you are, it's been two weeks and you haven't gotten out of the bed and you don't feel motivated, you very well may be depressed. And that's not something that you have to fight on your own. And you don't have to feel, you don't have to feel weak about being depressed. It's not a it's not a something that you should feel embarrassed about um but to know that people people get depressed it, it it's in the majority of it's in a lot of people that it happens to and you're not the only one and that when you find that you can start talking about it and sharing it with other people you'll see that other people go through the similar situations and you can really seek counsel and get the help that you need. Now, it might not be medication. It very well may just be therapy and going to talk to somebody about it and, and getting it out and making sure that you feel like you are not in a world all by yourself and it's just in your mind, but it's a real thing. And so whether it be depression, anxiety, bipolar, mania, whatever, whatever you want to call it, whether it be those things, those things don't define you. Just like being called queer or lesbian or bisexual, don't let these things define you, but you define them by talking about them, by getting it out and, and giving and, and reclaiming your power. 
power. Very much so like Dory in my last episode talked about queer, the word queer and redefining the word queer and, and reclaiming her power and authority over that word. We can do it with these disorders and these different things that we have by talking about them, by seeking counsel, by getting the help that we need, and then encouraging people around us to go and get the help and support that they need. It's ridiculously awesome and powerful. And it's something that I think that we should do. And then don't be afraid to speak up. Just don't be afraid to get the help that you need and to talk to someone um, and get more educated about it as well. Um, the more educated that we are about these disorders and the things that we go through, the more power that we possess and have in our own lives. And so it's really great. It's something that you can do and own up to and live a beautiful lovely life and that's something that one of my doctors shared with me and they keep telling me Cassandra you're gonna do great things you're gonna do awesome things you have so much ahead of you and I kept thinking to myself how am I gonna do it with being bipolar I can't do anything with being bipolar and that was a lie that was a lie that I told myself now that I know that I am bipolar it's something that I was I, I was I don't talk about a lot because I was ashamed of it and it made me feel like like less than like I had been counted out but I know now that I can do more and do anything that I put my mind to and just because I'm bipolar doesn't mean that I'm counted out and so I just want to encourage you guys those of you who are listening is to just live your lives unapologetically don't be afraid about different disorders that may come your way or whatever the case may be the whatever thing that you may be dealing with right now don't let it define who you are. You define it by reclaiming it and redefining it and letting it be something that you put in its place. I love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Remember, as I mentioned at the very beginning, I have a Facebook page, Cassandra with a K. Go check it out. You can also follow me on Twitter at Cassandra with a K. The whole thing is spelled out with like W-I-T-H. A-K, all right? And so check me out. Um, I love you guys, and I'll talk to you guys next year. Peace.